0: It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore.
1: All right,
0: all right. I'm here. You're unneeded. Yeah.
1: All right, we got.
0: What are you, you. Doing? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm here. I I don't understand why. I'm not allowed to talk allowed to the Olympian like some I have no idea. But you can hear me loud and clear now. So we're ready to go. Ready to Race go. Chat Live Man, i pumped up I pumped up the volume for the uh for the introduction. And uh yeah, that's what happened. But uh, so that's we're great. here. We've uh we are glad to be here. It's Monday night on Race Chat Live. We've got Chad Taylor here with us. Uh a lot to talk about this evening. Uh, what great racing we had this past weekend. Uh, of course uh, New Hampshire. Uh, an unlikely winner. Makes it a little bit tighter on the on the standing side. Um, what else we got? Uh, we got S R X News and uh finishes and what a great race that was. The S R X series. But I, you know, I've got my I've got you know, I've I've got my opinion. I'm not sure anybody's gonna agree with them uh, what else we got? we've got uh a oh my gosh so it's about' I guess it. the biggest, I guess the biggest question is uh should NASCAR have allowed uh basically the j g r cars uh pull out their backups obviously uh that was probably a big no there, but uh oh.
1: Should I say this for the record books, by the way? Sure. I told y'all about Christopher Bell.
0: Yeah, Christopher Bell had a great run, no doubt. He really, uh, he, this is that's his kind of track. We're finding out who Christopher Bell is. Definitely his kind of track. Uh, five more laughs and he would have had the lead. Eric Amarillo would not have won that race. I believe that. Uh, that's a good news story. Of course, this makes the, the points battle between Austin Dillon and and uh, uh Tyler Reddick that much more difficult, if I should say the, the least. Uh, looks like we might have somebody up here as well. So, uh, yeah. Um, Cass, do you want to talk about the SRX series? Uh,
1: yeah, so... SRX concluded this past weekend at Nashville Fairgrounds, and what an entertaining race. Not as entertaining as uh, Slinger and Eldora, in my opinion, but it was it was a pretty good race. Um, Paul Tracy kept quiet for quite a while, for the longest time I've ever seen him this season, but um, I have my opinion i I think I only have like one dislike out of the whole entire thing, but other than that, I thought they put together for their first season and putting it together from scratch, they did a pretty dang good job. Um, I mean, you're averaging one point three million viewers a race, which is I think pretty good for first season. Can only go up from here, in my opinion. Right? That's, that's just that's just one point three million of, uh,
0: of race fans that that knew about. It. There's still a whole lot of room to grow on that, man. You know, I wonder how many of those tuned in Sunday, or how many new fans basically it was in the entirety. Uh, but uh,
1: yes, yeah, we have
0: to say yeah. SRX did did what it, it was set out to do.
1: Well, because I I was reading an article, um, someone said about um, they Ray said that they didn't promote as much. They're not sure if it's maybe because of the the marketing level CBS did because CBS only did so much of it, or if it was just on more on Ray and the higher ups end on it, but. They know they know that where they went wrong, um, where they lacked—I should really say. Um, so I'm glad that they're noticing. I'm glad that they're listening to fans and seeing that hey, we wanted this change, and they made the changes when it was needed. Miss um, Lee says, "Can you please stop talking to dri- trying to talk to drivers and race?" Well, I mean. It is distracting, but if the drivers are okay with it, then I can't. I can't really say that's a bad thing. I mean, if. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. That can be distracting. I mean, you can't really drive. You can't really talk and you phone while driving. But, um, I mean, if the drivers are up for it, then I guess they can do that. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's on them, I guess.
0: They normally talk to their crew chief. Ask
1: Kyle yeah, Bush. It's, only the, it's only the crew chief in the, <laughs> and whenever the media comes in if they do, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe they'll start doing the interviews the way that Kurt Bush and Kyle Bush talk to their crew chief. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: no, Craig says, no, the numbers can go down if they don't keep built. Well, yes, but you got to understand from season one, you know, they learn where they went wrong or they slacked and they're going to, if whatever works, they're going to go off of it and and keep running with it and see how to make it better if they can. I mean, to have, I think you have 16, 16 cards is actually a good amount of cards to build because, and I think 12 is a good size number for a field to run and good to have the four backups in my opinion. The only thing I don't like, and this is, this is where I become an official in this standpoint is the green flag lap limit or fun flag. However you want to word it. That drove me. That always drove me nuts. It's like, just let them race. Just let them go. I get you want to do the entertainment and I get there's a media break. You got to do, but like, just let them race. Like, let them have at it. I'm not so
0: certain that that's... Uh, you want to make sure that they get there, there's a sprint to the finish. Um, I don't like the idea of fun flag. I think that there's... Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. So I don't like the name fun flag. Um, my partner's don't really like stage racing is fun flag similar to stage racing kind of whole idea is to not let the cars get too stretched out but i think uh i think what that should be called is a competition catch-up <laughs> you know i know you've got I i like, call it competition catch-up
1: are um, you talking like the fun flag as in, like, in the middle of the heat race in the feature? Or are you talking when you say stages? Are you talking the two heats in the feature?
0: I mean, I think that stage racing is similar to what the fun flag is. The fun flag is really just to bunch the field back up, right?
1: Okay, not okay. So you're talking like in the middle of a heat race when they wave the yellow out of nowhere just for the heck of it. Isn't that what a fun flag is? I mean, I was trying to understand what, and you were making sure you and I were on the same page. I didn't want to think that you were saying fun flag as in, oh, the checker flag that ends the heat or the feature. You know what I mean? I was making sure I'm, we were no, on the no, same no. page. I'm definitely the
0: fun flag. Whatever, whatever Alan Beswick I mean, that's kind of what's disappointing about it, is I got a lot of respect for Alan Beswick. But the term fun flag just doesn't resonate with racing. What is a fun flag? What is a fun flag? I just didn't like that. I think that that's that's not, uh, when you know as hard as these guys work and they bust their ass, especially in the dirt track world and and late model world, they bust their ass six, seven days a week in the shop, the last thing they want to call something is a fun flag. You know, Uh, if, if he busted his tail in the shop, I just don't know where that name resonated from and why Alan Best would use it. I, 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 that is, it may be my own little special rant tonight. I don't like the fun flag.
1: Uh, Craig says that he believes Tony Stewart should not have raced all the races, and he said it from the start. He helped promote, I thought he, he helped was promote, on his- but that is it. Him racing took a spot from another local driver, possibly. Those are his thoughts. Well, here's I my Craig thing. Here. Is, is Craig on here? Craig, are you live? He he'll be on. What he said he's going to call in when he gets. Uh, when he gets the moment, he's not exactly well, home just yet his from name. his little trip. But, I, I thought that was him. I thought he said that was him. Right. But um, I, I believe, in my opinion, Tony Sort had to run those races. I mean, he was the main guy getting the drivers in. Yes, there was help from from Ray and whatever else, but Ray was focusing more on, like, the shopping in the car setup. Um, and that, but Tony was kind of like, yeah, be the promoter, but at the same time, he was trying to get the drivers in, and if you don't have the names coming into the series to tune into your series, then what's the point? So Tony Stewart kind of had to, in my opinion, Tony Stewart had to race all these races it feel a little in a sense that the two races favored him heavily because he was the only guy with dirt experience besides Cody Swanson and Bobby Brown or Brian Brown, but Brian Brown's never raced a dirt car with fenders on it. So in a way, Brown was not much of an advantage. I mean, it's had Scott Bloomquist and Haley Deegan, but again, mostly Tony Stewart and he won those and that pretty much rocketed him to the championship. But, You've got to have the names, and if Tony Stewart's going to be your guy, then you've got to have that. Now, right. now Miss Lee does bring up a good point. Heat races don't need to have stages, and what she means by that is like when the fun flag comes out, it's essentially like two stages in a heat race. I think that should fun Flag should not be in the heat races. Let the heat races go.
0: Let them be what they are.
1: Yep, you have 12 minutes, let the yellow come out for incidents or debris, whatever, and then green flag the rest of it. That, I mean, you're in a time limit. Let them race it out. And I think if they didn't do the fun flag and the features, they probably could have gone away with 100 laps at each track. Maybe not the dirt track, though. That might be a little excessive, but right. I think the 12-car field was – is perfect, and you have the four backups of of course just in case you know if the car breaks or has too much damage, they can't fix it to bring him back out. I like the idea. I like the idea of bringing in a local driver. I it was a bit disappointing that there was no local driver for Nashville, but it is what it is. Um, I I'm not I'm not too sure on the fact if I like the superstar ringer at each race. I don't know. I've I've been back and forth on it but um, I'm hoping that they learn what where they went wrong and slacked on and build on what success they had and I think they did a lot they had a lot of success even though there were some uh slacking areas they had.
0: Right. My idea to it is if Tony Stewart won this year's championship then he should focus on promoting it next year and when that champion is crowned, Tony Stewart can come back to race and uh, the champion from next year can be the promoter and pick the tracks that he thinks that uh, SRX should go to because what I would like to see is I'd like to see people's home tracks what I liked about Slinger was that was somebody's home track. What I liked about Knoxville was that was somebody's home track. What I liked about Nashville Fairgrounds is that's somebody's home track. I don't necessarily want to see these tracks again next year. I want to see Five Flags. I want to see uh, uh, I want to see Lucas Oil Speedway. I want to see you, you understand what I'm saying. I want to see uh, the no, California I get racetrack. Right, right. Yeah, I, I don't it. want to see the same track. I, I want to see you home track. That's where I
1: want. Well, Because that's what the series is. I agree with that, but this is where I see where that this series needs to the, – because the series is already looking at a couple of tracks. I don't think they're going to – I highly doubt they're going to all six of those tracks again next year. But they're looking at a couple of tracks for next year to come back to. And I think there should only be two that should come back. And I, in my opinion – They should be Slinger and Eldora, and in my opinion, why? Because those were the most two entertaining races of the entire season, in my opinion. Yes, I went to Stafford. Yes, I had a good time, but I was more entertained watching Eldora and Slinger. I mean, you had action-packed start to finish throughout the whole entire thing, including the heat races. You can't ask for better. But this is where SRX can, like, maybe grow the number of races from, like, 8 to maybe 10 at most. I would not do any more than 10 because I like the small season, but if we're going to stick to the grassroots, short track, local racing type deal, then you and you want to promote those kinds of tracks, you need to go to a little bit more.
0: What I'm saying, if we stick to Eldora and Sunder, we are canceling out two other great racetracks that we could add to that schedule because the one thing about it is there are plenty of these little racetracks everywhere. We've just got to go see them. And, given, you know, these are the most popular ones. It really was. But, you know, you got IRP. I'd love to see see some racing at IRP, right? Um You've got the the one that uh, Kevin Harvick's home track out in uh, California. With his, man, it's always on.
1: Uh, so it looks like um, Biffle TV. Biffle's out of Washington, I think it is, and he's got a mm-hmm. home track up there. He said it was similar to Stafford, and that was the way he got around Stafford. He was like, "Oh, let's do that one." Um, right, I think right. here in New York, let's here in New York, we're all dirt track. We're all dirt trackers in New York. Go to big dirt tracks here in New York, like Orange County Orange Fair County. Speedway. Or ah, we're on the same page. I love it, Or Exactly.
0: Course. <laughs> yeah, but But you get it, man. I mean, that's what was exciting about this place. When I seen Slinger for the first time, I knew deep in my heart, that if I could go anywhere at that point in time, if I could be anywhere in the world at that point in time, I would want to be at that racetrack. That's the type of influence Slinger had on me. I've seen Eldora. I've never seen Slinger. I mean, it's a fishbowl, a concrete fishbowl, bro. Come on, man. Oh, my gosh. To, to, To miss that opportunity to find that next home track, And I'm telling you, that's what's exciting about the SRX Series to me. The feeling that I got when the first overhead shot of the Slinger Speedway that I'd heard about, you Dick Trickle or something had raced there, uh, possibly, I guess, Matt Kenseth because it's from Wisconsin or something like that, you know. But, man, just that image, I'll never forget. I was like, that is where I'd want to be right now.
1: Definitely. So... I mean, they have a lot of tracks to consider and think about. It's... I would like to, in my honest opinion, I would like to see SRX go for either Weedsport or Orange County Fair Speedway up here in New York. Put Stuart Friesen in one of those cars and go against the superstars. I mean, yes, Stuart Friesen's a NASCAR truck guy, but he's also considered a local... If you right. really think about it.
0: Right. I mean, Chase Elliott's a cup champion, and he was allowed to race. I think that was a little bit of a – that was bullshit.
1: But, you know, the, that was that was publicity. De- Actually, let me put it this way. Chase – i I'll agree with you on Chase Elliott. I don't think he should have been there. And the reason why is because Haley Deegan was rumored when she first visited SRX to be the superstar ringer for Nashville. But this was – when nashville had unofficially had no ringers they only had their 10 drivers so we had no idea who the last two drivers were up until the week of nashville and it was rumored for so long that deegan was supposed to be the superstar ringer for that and everyone's just like well who's the local ringer for nashville and then all of a sudden chase Elliott knocks on the door it's like why Don't get me wrong. He right. put on a he put on a good, him and Stewart put on a good race along with Bill Elliott, which I don't know why they gave Bill Elliott one of the best cars they had all freaking season long and waited until the last race to do it. But
0: whatever. The why was Tony Stewart's practice car obviously more than anything else out on the racetrack. Obviously, because Bill did exactly what Bill's done. He sunk to the back as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as the, the tires got a little wear in them. But that car was super fast in the beginning. And uh it just kinda makes you scratch your head like uh uh was Tony Stewart's car faster than everybody else's. I mean, you know, I, I just don't like the fact that Tony raced the series, won the championship, he, he he signed the deal. I mean, who's who's gonna shake his hand on stage when he accepts the, the points championship and the trophy and the check? Is he gonna shake his own damn hand? I mean <laughs> if the guy went to the bank with a hundred million dollars. How much did that points fund pay?
1: I don't think they announced any of that, in all honesty. I mean, kind of just, but I don't think they were focused on that because you have to think about what was at hand, and that was the Camping World charity thing, the Plating for hunger or whatever it was actually called. I mean, that was the bigger picture. It wasn't really so much of, how Crown Royal did with Iraq. Your point champion won, won a million bucks. Everyone, else, everyone left with 200 grand.
0: Right. Okay, so uh, Miss Lee brought up an interesting thing. She said she thinks that the Chase racing deal was a big media pr- promotion. Hey, that would have been a great media promotion if they had a race down at Dixie Speedway or something uh, in South Atlanta. You know, that that would have yeah. been amazing. Or New Smyrna, the the, the concrete track so uh, the asphalt track that they have that would have been great but nashville that that bill elliott's not known for nashville chase elliott's not known for nashville if that was a big media production that they were trying to put together then they should have used some nashville driver's as a matter of fact what they should have done was got dw out of retirement and brought dw's old ass down there and put him in a race car or at least well, made him then, a shotgun again with Tony
1: Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> well, A lot of people were hoping that because when Nashville was – or when SRX was like, oh, we have a big announcement coming soon. And then like a couple weeks prior, they were talking about how DW was was visiting Ken Schrader testing a car or something. So people were like, oh, DW back into a car for a race for Nashville. And then it was like, oh, hey, here's Chief Elliott. Well,
0: I understand d w is pushing 70-something years old, 80-something years old. Probably not the best guy to put in the car. But, uh, uh, you know, it is what it is. They, they they had to bring in the golden child of NASCAR. And he got the ticket flag. Woo-hoo! Check him in! He wins! So, I mean, you know, stick a, stick a flag somewhere and let it wave. Chase, yep. <laughs> Chase yeah, and wins. Say points review, Taz. Give us a points review.
1: All right. So we'll go into the actual series points, and then we'll do our pick points. Uh, see who our race chat live SRX champion is. So for the actual SRX series points, going from 12th on up, uh, Willie T. Ribs brings up the tail of 67. What a disappointment. Let me give a little analysis. He, he should not leaves. come back. Don't come back. No. I'm sorry.
0: That's the reason why you don't get 80-year-old DW in a race car. (laughs) Willie T. looked wore out after two laps of a heat race.
1: (laughs) Let's not do that again. Go ahead. Number Um, 11. Awesome awesome Bill in 11th with 105. Uh, Mikey with 111 rounds out the top 10. Mikey.
0: Mikey is too big for the car. He doesn't need to be there.
1: Paul Tracy finishes ninth with 121. He was the show.
0: Oh, Tracy was the show. What's he going to do next time? That's what that was the uh, mojo from week one. Go ahead.
1: Eighth was the combination of TK and Haley Deegan with 162.
0: Tony Cannon, man, I mean, you know, you're a legend, bro. You're a legend. But I would have rather seen Tony Hawk in that car than Tony Kanaan. Uh, More Scott Speed, less Tony Cannon. Haley Deegan, great job. She should have been the highlight driver at Nashville. Uh, Joanna Long, get her out of retirement. Bring those two girls in there. let you know, if anybody knows who Joanna Long is, please stand up. Uh she was probably the best Late Models driver, uh female driver ever. Um, so yeah. Uh next number eight.
1: Next up is Helio Castroneves with 164. I like it. He's a part-time retired driver, just
0: come off of a Daytona, five, I mean, a Indianapolis 500 win. He's not a full-time driver. He's not fully focused on something else. A great fit for this series. Whether or not he wants to come back for year two, that's going to be on him.
1: Next is Marco Andretti with 171, the slinger winner. This guy is going
0: to get a cup out opportunity or something out of it. Watch, we're going to see Marco Andretti with a couple of trucks and then a Daytona 500. I shouldn't say. I'm not saying he's going to start the Daytona 500. I'm going to say he's going. I mean, what bigger publicity for Daytona, right? Another Andretti comes to try to take the, the mantle. Hey, sounds good. It's already written. Let's go. Rob,
1: okay, now we get into the top five. Fifth was the. The the all star team of the local drivers plus Haley Deegan because Deegan drove the local ringer car with 175 points altogether.
0: The local ringers basically put together a top five finish in the points. That's very interesting. Keep the local ringers. That's what I can say. Keep keep the local ringers. Let's make sure we're keeping it local though.
1: Fourth is Bobby Labani with 182. Man,
0: this guy come all the way from the rear. Like, the first three races, you never even heard of him. Uh, then he seemed to come together. Um, Bobby Labonte may not be burnt out as what I thought he was. Top four finish in the points is definitely a surprise, surprise. Probably the guy who got le- talked about the least. So, I guess you would give him the, uh, what, what is that, uh, um, the front runner award or something like that. Way to go, Bobby That's Labonte. Kind of- hey, it's- Hey, if you want to, if if they want to bring him back, you know, I, I would be, I would be cool with it. Let's see Terry Labonte come in this time. Let's see if Terry is be better than Bobby. <laughs>
1: third place was the superstar ringer team of Greg Biffle, Scott Speed, Scott Bloomquist, and Chase Elliott with 191 points.
0: Scott Bloomquist probably will never do it again. He's a one and done kind of guy, especially if he doesn't come out and win. He I give it to Scott Bloomquist over the years. He's tried all kinds of stuff. He did the uh Dirt Late model, the Prelude to the Dream. Uh, you know, Scott, good job, man. Thank you for representing the dirt world. Uh let's give a, let's give another dirt guy uh that opportunity. Possibly a, a Tim McCready or something like that. Somebody that uh that that had aspirations at a younger age to be uh a, a NASCAR driver and didn't ever really get that opportunity fulfilled. So I like the idea. That's another one of the championship cars that, uh, you know, I, I would rather see a full-time driver there, though. I think one car should always be swapped out, but that that's it. I mean, if you're running two cars with a flip-flop driver, I just, I, you know, make it those two, those two cars, but please no more than just two. I want one. I want one, but, you know, obviously this was a good car. Like, we didn't get to see uh, a certain driver in it all the time. Um, I think uh, Haley Deegan would have fit just just good in this car full-time. So uh, that's just my opinion. That's third place, though, right there, man. That's a, that's a top free car every week.
1: Second was Ernie Francis with 192, and then Tony Stewart rounds out the point championship with 237.
0: Funny how you just decided to skip over Ernie Francis as anything that uh, wasn't spectacular. That kid, he has, uh, like Marco Andretti, there's going to be some opportunities uh, presented with that. And why? This kid's 23 years old. He's 23 years old. Why are we just now finding out about this kid? Holy heck, man. He should have already had opportunity, whether it be an F1, IndyCar, or NASCAR, man. If you guys are seriously the top leagues of racing, not noticing that Ernie... Francis Jr. is a hot hand and could sell tickets. Get this guy in a ride. Oh, my God. The greatest find (laughs) of the SRX series. Tony Stewart, dude, you wrote the checks. Now
1: you cash them. Come on, man. Come on. Uh, Miss Lee, he had seven Trans Am championships, and they're all consecutive, too. Um, So now our race chat live SRX pick points We'll start from the bottom Work our way up And we kind of have to rush through this Because our guest is apparently on So Bringing up the tail First tie Was me and Mr. CJ with 73 Third On the podium Mr. Craig Moore with 86 And your top two your champion was ninety-five points. Second was eighty-eight. And congratulations! Your SRX champion for race chat live goes to none other than our production manager, Miss Lee. Oh right. hi! Good job, Miss Lee. Who second? You were,
0: and I missed by seven points. Great job, Miss Lee. Good job. All right. So we've got our we got our guest on Tad. I'm gonna let you take it from here with Brandon Hightower. Uh, tell us a little bit about the series and uh, a little bit more about Brandon. Brandon, welcome to
2: Race Chat hey. Live again, man. I'm back. How's it going? Well, going Brandon, here? thanks for coming on. And uh, so,
1: 2021, you had. You started off with a with a huge move. You went from Louisiana up to Delaware. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Well, you know, it was uh, one of those wild hair ideas. I, I get a lot of them. Uh, sometimes they bite me <laughs> right in the ass. And uh, I think this one about half-assed bit me in the ass. You know, it bit me in the back. It didn't bite me in my ass. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I enjoyed it. Obviously, the racing up there is far superior um, compared to what it is down here in Louisiana or in the south in general, in my opinion. Um, You know, with the whole racing five days a week thing, that was the whole goal behind going up there. And, you know, uh, I think the the week after I flipped, I was supposed to start the whole four or five days a week. And then obviously, uh, you know, when I flipped, I knew that there was something wrong with me. I wasn't. I wasn't right. You know what I mean? Right. What had do so, What What had happened? Uh, well, we broke a left rear hub coming out of four. Right. And I flipped, you know, George to Georgetown, Georgetown's a 5-8 mile, or a big 5-8 on the outside. Right. And, uh. I thought I had a left rear flat, so like the left side of the car sat down and I'm like, Oh shit, I'm not gonna total a car out over a left rear tire. And so I gassed it up and when I did it I went from looking at the infield to looking at the stand and uh right there there's no videos that really show anything. That's what really upsets me. I wanna see it. Um at that moment I was like, Oh shit It was like this is not a flat and it grabbed into the there left the frame rail and what in the rear end you know grabbed into the dirt and when it did it i remember looking at the the roof of cars in the uh, parking lot and i was like oh shit you know what i mean uh, mm. yeah pretty much just went to flipping got got t-boned when i was barrel rolling then i was end over end and i got hit in a roll cage and so uh just a freak accident and nobody's fault nobody's part failure fault you know just shit happens right
0: Right. So, uh, how many races had you uh, completed already?
2: I think we were in the 40s. Wow. Um, so you've know, been
0: up there.
2: You've been up there about five, six weeks already. I was. Well, we hadn't started on running our four or five days a week stuff yet. We were running like two, three, sometimes four times. Um what? I'd been up there since March, beginning of March. Right. You know, and started the season out when it was colder than shit. And I. Uh, <laughs> surgery in november i wasn't supposed to race till july but i told the doctors you know they don't know what the hell they're talking about and uh i went to race and well yeah that worked out for me but anyways i was wow. uh i was kind of struggling you know with my shoulder all year just trying to get used to it and everything else uh you know it's now here i am back home happier in a gopher and loose dirt all good so. Well, you
0: were able to bring back uh, some experience along with some data, right? I mean, obviously, these cars have been up north for a very long time. There's a lot of history behind these cars. It's fairly new to down here. Uh, what What were you able to transition?
2: What were you able to bring back from the north that's going to help these guys down here? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, I brought brought back a car that I was building, another brand-new car, uh, you know, Bicknell. And I put Shane Abear in it. And, you know, we went out that first night we won. They're all crying, blah, blah, blah. I like to piss people off, so, you know, I just kind of made my day.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> you know, that's mm. just how I am. And, uh, Shane, you know, as far as helping people, I, I'm, I'm all for helping everybody that there is that has a modified down here. A lot of them don't right. want my help because they don't like Fine, when people like me anyways. Um, but... You know, like the knowledge and the shit you learn up there is kind of like the racing down up there, too. You know what I mean? It's so far superior simply because you are racing against, in my opinion, some of the best dirt track drivers in the world. Right. Um, you know, when you go up there and you make a show, you felt like you won the damn thing. Yeah. And uh, down, make the show and it's like, damn, I shouldn't have even been in a man You know, it's uh, but that's just how it goes. It's the difference, you know, nature of the beast as my dad would say, and, you know, we learned a lot. I learned a lot, and, uh, you know, I just, there's certain things, like with taking over Chatham, you know, I feel like I can kind of assert the things that I learned up north from different racetracks that we've been to, like Bridgeport, Um, you know, the way that the track is, is banked, with the progressive banking, that you can actually assert down here, and use it to make the racing better. You know, try to get more people involved. You know, if you put on a better show for somebody, for the fans, they'll definitely come back, they'll tell their friends. You put on a shitty show, they're not coming back, and they're not going to tell friends about it. And that's the difference. You know, up there is so good, there's so many cars, you know, and, and it's just like the drivers, back to the surface. You put on a good surface, good racetrack, the drivers are going to come back and they're going to want their buddies to come race with them too. Cause it's all, you know, so as I do, dirt track racing is all just one big family environment, you know, until somebody goes to fight, which hey, that's cool too. But yeah, I, mean, yeah. uh, I mean, Hey, why not? We like uh, that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind it. <laughs> it's been a while, but I didn't mind it. But you know, it's just, I feel like everything that that can be done, that is done up there, so they could be done down here as far as tracks, management of the track, um, you know, just the way the shows are in. You know you're done. I know y'all know this. Um, Taz, I know you know this as well, really know this. Fonda, for instance, you start at 630, you're done by 9 o'clock. I mean, and you have 100 cars yeah. there, 150 cars. I mean it's it's just the difference yeah, in amazing. the way the stuff runs It's it's just the way it's ran, man. They just they do a great job. Right.
1: Yeah, that's one oh, of man. the things like that, that's a plus side to um what Brandon talked about was, uh Brett Dale. He likes to get a show and like you run the show to that you are there to be entertained and you are there at a good time, but he doesn't want he doesn't want the show to be like rushed. So like, you're there for a little while, but you're not there spending the rest of your night um, away for. And you're probably be getting home at like midnight or something. Like you're actually getting home at a pretty decent time if you get the show in right. Um, hey, and I'm sure there's other tracks outside here, of Dale there like that too. And you got a show
0: around here that starts at seven and over by nine then you'll have that driver starting at the tail end of another feature at a racetrack about 90 miles away. So uh, <laughs> it's very unusual that racetracks get done at that time of the hour around in these parts. I think Brandon can uh, attest to that. Uh, it's very interesting because I've I've heard of Kelly Carlton. He has a time management crew that comes in and kind of helps consolidate the time. and have specific ways of doing things, but, being that you've taken a, a notebook already from the from these northern racetracks and how they've been able to manage their time, uh, the, I guess you're going to try to use some of this uh, that you learned at Chatham.
2: Yeah, I mean, last year, you know, I put on that, that mod show in May. We were done at a decent time. Uh, I put on a factory stock show in September of last year, and I want to say the checkered flag fell. You know, 75 lap factory stock race. The race itself took an over an hour with three cautions and a five minute break at lap 50, so they could do fuel and tires and whatnot. That the checker flag, the last one of the night, fell at 12:11. We started at 8 o'clock. I felt like that was a very car that right. usually take up too damn long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, race until two or three o'clock in the morning. I, like I told the guy on the truck that o'clock rolls well, out, my ass is out. You know, what I mean, I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm not staying past the clock, you know, what I mean? if I'm running the show and it's and it's running that late, something's wrong. You might want to go get me checked right. with COVID or something. Um but that's the thing that I I can't stand going to a racetrack and sitting in the trailer for hours on hours on hours. It's just like, man, are we ever gonna race? And uh right. you know, I understand if there's rain or you had a red flag, you know uh, but if there's no reason, why are we doing this? And then we take an hour intermission. Let's not do that. Let's take 10-minute intermission. You know, little things you can do to save five, 10 minutes here and there. At the end of the day, it actually equals up to a lot of time.
0: Oh, of course.
2: Yeah, we see that a lot of, uh, at Hattiesburg Speedway where uh,
0: they're not allowed to go around the racetrack. When they come to the, they the checker, they're supposed to enter – the uh, uh, to to go through tech before they get outside of turn three. So in other words, they're not they're not allowed to go all the way back around. If they do, they're penalized and they lose they lose the position. So you know, it's little things like that. Now, let me ask you: Do they have the two spin rule or the one spin rule? What do they do up there with that?
2: Um, well, up north, I don't remember. I think it was one spin and you're done in the heat. Two in the feature, obviously. Right. Uh And I'm definitely going to be cracking down on, you know, if you you spend once in the heat, you're done. You know, because I just, you only get one opportunity. Right. Uh, You know, it's just, that saves a lot of time and a lot of bullshit, as you would say, as I would say, actually. Um, Because I don't really put up with nobody's bullshit.
0: Brandon, you've you've been at the top of the game, you've raced Xfinity cars, you've you've been a super late model racer, you've gone up north now and you've done the tour with them, now you're back home, you're 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 now you're a promoter. Tell me tell me how all that you've learned over the over your career so far is gonna help
2: you uh, be a successful promoter at Chatter. Well, you know, I hope that I'm successful successful uh You know, I love dirt track racing. I obviously love it. I quit racing NASCAR to come back and race dirt. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of been my forte since I was born is dirt track racing. Uh, The promoting side of it, you know, I've I've been to so many racetracks across the country. I've probably been to over 200 racetracks. Um, And I've probably raced at over 150 of those. You know, and I just, I see so many things, like I said earlier, that just, I don't like, you know, I take a mental image and a mental notebook of, you know, I don't like that. Okay, well, I like this. You know, I think I would do it like this. You know, I'm not saying that my way's better or my way's any, you know, they're, you know, they're better than me. I'm not saying anybody's better than anybody. You know, I'm simply saying there's things you can do to kind of save you a little bit of time and make the racers and also the fans, you know, a whole lot happier with the way that things go that night. Where, like I said, you know they'll they'll tell their friends that hey y'all need to go check out this racetrack, y'all need to go do this, you know come race, it. go drink a beer there, hey whatever, you know come do it, and uh, you know that's just the way I feel, is that a racer honestly knows best about how to promote. There's
1: always,
0: there's always one thing that happens at eleven o'clock at every racetrack across the United States. That's at eleven o'clock the mother. Picks up the sleeping child, puts it on puts it on her shoulder, and you see uh, the man with his head down, back behind there, as they as they scurry to the car. Most families do not stay out until two or three o'clock in the morning. You're, you've got a you've got a good plan there, Brandon. And I think you can uh, agree uh, if you want to attract people to the sport, you've got to get them out at a reasonable hour.
2: Well, that's right. I mean, you got family. It's just, like I said earlier. It's a family sport. You know, you take. You got people who go to church every Sunday morning, you know, they don't want to keep those kids out till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, have to wake them up and then have to put the kids back to sleep. God knows that's a nightmare. You know, you don't want to keep them out all night and then having to put them back to sleep then having to wake them right back up to go to church. They're not going to want to go back to a racetrack. And I see a lot of that kind of a problem, being a problem in the way that things are ran at some racetracks I've been to and a lot of racetracks I've been to right and we can all agree time management
0: is a very important task
1: so you mentioned uh, becoming becoming promoter at chatham how did that whole ordeal become about
2: well whenever i got hurt so joey brown was kind of hesitant you know my sponsor joey brown was hesitant about buying chatham simply because i was not going to be there you know because i planned on being up north for good um well whenever I announced that hey i'm gonna come back i'm gonna come back home and race or uh come come help you you know I'm done racing, I can't race anymore you know he uh he got all fired up and excited about it you know and i I kind of just told him I was going to do it. I didn't ask him simply because I knew he wanted me to do it um because this was kind of already something that I had thought about doing before I moved was by Chad and myself but whenever Joey, you know, I found out he was wanting to buy it, I said, hey, have at it, you know what I mean? Um, And Joey's done a lot for me. Um, I feel like it's going to be a really good combo. He does not know jack shit about it. So it's probably best that somehow, you know, everything happens for a reason and that I'm back home. Um, But, yeah, that's pretty much how it came about is that I already knew Chatham really well is where the guy that owns it right now, Jerry Hobson, he tells you all the time, or he tells me, Listen to the dirt, it'll tell you what it wants. And you think he's full of shit, but he knows. That Very interesting. Knows.
0: Listen to the dirt, it'll tell you what it wants. And that yeah. can be in That's so many different perspectives. That could be the fan perspective. That is that is the entirety of everything with dirt racing. Listen to the dirt; it'll tell you what it wants. Man, I'm gonna I, I'm to hang that on my wall. I've told that, said, that that's it, said that. That's great! Wow. That's a, that's a, a, if you build it, they will I've come. Told me. A
2: for me. I thought my I had a dollar for every time he said it. I'd probably be able to buy whatever I want with cash. Wow! <laughs> 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 no, it's it's. Well, Think mean, it's kind of just a it was kind of a wild hair idea. You know, everything like I told you a while ago, everything I do is a wild hair idea, it seems like.
1: It sounds so like you just what? like to
2: stay busy. Huh. I do. I don't want to sit still. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so what kind of ahead. role do you play in for the for the Cajun region, for the short track super series, now that you're back home?
2: I'm not really any part of it. Matter of fact the, the guy who's running it as he just pulled up to my house, he's painting my house. Um, Chris Bates, you know, that we started that deal last year. It was me, him, and his brother, Tim, that started the uh, Southern Supermodified. And then in November or August, whenever I was up there in uh, Delaware, I was actually drunk hanging out with Brett. And I told Brett, you need to take over this damn theories from me. He said, yeah, well, I guess he wasn't drunk enough. He realized that he could do it, so. <laughs> he, uh, like I said, in november we announced that he was taking it over and changed the name and you know and it was it's been good it's been really good for the series down as far as car counts you know it's gotten better um i want to say there's 24 25 cars you know last time i talked to you it was three or four cars that we had down here right. you know and and it took off it's actually you know becoming more popular, more guys are getting interested in it, uh, more bigger-name guys like uh, Ray Moore. You know, Shane being involved in it is really good for the for the class, uh, maybe not for emotions, but definitely as far as for the class and for the fans to start enjoying it. Um, the fans are already getting more intrigued by them, and it, it really helps that Brett and me put on that 20,000 last year, more so Brett than me because I was in a swing and couldn't even walk.
0: Right. Um, yeah, you
2: know,
0: we knew without a doubt this uh, series was going to take off because, first of all, there's nothing like a badass modified, um, and y'all are attracting the modified drivers that we that we know and we've uh, the the names we're accustomed to. Where does this series go from here? And do you see it uh, being? you know, a north-south rivalry? Do you think that that could get that uh, that big? Because obviously the northern guys, they want it. Are our southern guys going to be able to keep up?
2: Well, it's I don't want to piss anybody off. I mean, I like pissing people off, but I don't want to piss anybody off too much. Every interview I do, I piss somebody off, and I probably will this time, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I just the the, the level... Let me say it in a very respectful manner. The level of yeah. competition between the North guys and these guys is totally different. Um, like Shane, Shane's car, Co- Dillard, Caleb Dillard, Shane, Tommy Rast, two others. You know, they're just out there and they're giving everything they got, and they're actually good. Uh, the other guys are just having a good old time, you know, good old American racing time. And but like Shane, Shane's in a brand new car with the same motor that Stu and all those guys have. Is he going to run with him in November? I don't know. You know what uh, I mean. But he's got to do it, and uh, and he's a he's a he's a fucking wheel man. I'll say it like that you know I say whatever. Is,
0: is this similar to like oh, we we were late to the game in America with soccer? I mean, is this can I compare it to that? We were kind of late to the game with soccer. We showed up at other people's fields. We had to we had to you know figure this out. Is that
2: is that where we are?
0: with the southern region versus the northern region?
2: Well, it's more so, yeah, I guess you could say that, because really, and truly, it's more so just the fact that when you're up north, you know, you're not far from Bicknell. You're not far from Troyer, whichever brand you want to be in. You're not far from them. You're with guys that are racing the same exact car you have, same exact motors you have. You know, you're able to bounce information off of them, and, you know, and everybody kind of gets better together whenever they develop a new car. Whereas down here, you know, just about everybody has a different car. You know, Dillard right. bought one of set Shep- or his, the Bates actually, who's owned Dillard's car. Uh, they bought one of Shepard's cars at the end of last year. Um, you know, so they've definitely picked up their program from where they were with their TO. Um, and I'm not talking bad about TO, but I am. Um, you know, it's just, there's going to be times like I feel like these guys are actually going to have. To, excuse me when I say this, it's going to piss someone off. They're going to have to step up their game. Right. You right. know. What I mean, I mean with all due respect. Racing. It doesn't takes take money. long though. We know that. No. it No. And, and you it does already
0: intended to go up there and race, and you 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 know 30, 40 races, man. I mean, you brought back a lot of information. You you can probably tell what spring to run, what stocks to run. I mean, this is. People who think that it's a bunch of dumb rednecks that race, they're, they're, the, they're the dumbasses. Because I mean, these are some smart somebody. people. These are, these are engineers. Most of them don't have an engineering degree, but can wax anybody's ass in, in, in the engineering department. So I mean, uh, it's, it's understanding me the, the physics behind this car.
2: Correct. That's my dad. Just tell me all the time. You know, you're like a little engineer without a degree. Simply just because I, you know, I've studied race cars my whole life since I was born. I mean with how it acts and this is what it does to the car you know and uh and it's just years and years and years of looking at getting experiencing it and you know knowing what did what and, uh you know now with these cars these big nails actually you know they were short ride only overs all the way around it's a totally different animal from say like you know 2010 where or anything up to 2015 where it was all torsion bar rear over front I mean, you ran a 950 bar, a 925, or a 1,000, or an 1,100 bar. You know, you never you never really changed anything. Now, with these coilovers, you're changing a shock here, a shock there, a spring here, and a spring here, a spring rubber, a packer. You know what I mean? You're, It's turned into a late model bearing bird cages in the rear. I mean, they did a four-link car last year. They outlawed them, so now... You know, like I said, we're all on just one standard deal, and everybody's on it just about. So it kind of, it out the playing field to where you had to just, you had to be a little bit smarter to be worth a damn. You know what I mean? Right. um But like I've always said, you know, it's the nature of the beast. It's racing. I don't care what class you're in. You know, with the Supers, it was a never-ending technology change. Every week, I turned around. You know, we were changing this one little part, this little part here. You know, this mount. is like, you know, and that—that's just how the world's going to go. It's going to get more expensive, but the cars are going right. to get faster. But time um, to do need to get a little bit safer. Um, you know, and I'm a big I'm a big nut job on safety. Yeah. Because look at what happened. To me. I mean, I had I couldn't have got anything better as far as safety wise. And I'm still messed up. Am I walking? Yeah. So, yeah. am I fine? Yeah. You know, what I mean, I gotta have surgeries, whatever.
0: But, but, but we're not gonna we're not gonna step away from the fact that there's always room for improvement.
2: Correct. I mean, it's, there's bars that could be added. I feel like near the roll cages of these cars to just kind of stiffen the cockpit up to where your seat. My my wreck took an SFI Butler belt seat. I'm talking best of the best. There's only one of these that have been made. I was the first one. Um, it's a copy of a, of a seat that you have to run in Bucas and some World of It took it and just twisted it and broke it. I mean, wow. if that's been, Jeez. Say, you know, one of the cheaper brands of seats or the, the robot-welded seats, I don't even know if I'd be alive right now. You know what I mean?
1: Right. I, I, I honestly
2: don't think i I think I'd be dead. Um, you right. know, and I had Hooker Harness. Had I not had them, I don't know where I'd be. It's just the nature of it. Like I always say to people, it's the nature of the beast. You know, racing will spit you up and chew you out real quick.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Like I got told that uh just before I went through the lowest of lows in my in my racing uh past. So um definitely uh I'm excited about this series. What I'm afraid of is like you just said, a lot of people are going to just try to jump into this series. They're not going to have uh, the proper equipment that it takes to run a big block modified. This is not a. This is not a small motor car. This is this is the the biggest baddest motors you can find, and a car that weighs what eighteen hundred pounds. Brandon, how much does this car weigh? Uh, twenty four well, twenty
1: five right. Twenty yeah,
2: five hundred with an open motor, or actually. In the Short Track Super Series South region, it's 2500 Short Track Super Series North, it is 2400 Down here, it's 2500 for my car because of our motor being a 11-degree motor. Yeah. Um, up there, I mean, with the big blocks, you're 2500 pounds. So wow. when you get to flipping up, hurts worse than, say, a sprint car where it's, you know, 1200 to $1,800 pounds. Yeah, it doesn't really hurt because there's no jolt. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're taking a flip, right. you're barrel rolling blah blah but there's no weight you know that g-force of that weight slamming down is what will what will really mess you up you know jack laner flipped saturday or friday or saturday at malta friday i think it was at malta Friday. and uh yeah and i i texted him right away when i found that so me and jack are real close uh he just about say you know pretty much saved my life in november we're not going to talk about what really happened i can't say it um But, you know, the deals like that, you know, Bicknell built a damn good car, but the roll cage on that car did bend. But, you know, it took a hell of a hit. Like I said, there could be bars added into those cages to help prevent that. But that 2,500 pounds, because Jackson's a big block. That's all he owns. So that 2,500 pounds slamming down six times is a lot. Compared to a sprint car, car could flip 10 15 times and you could probably take it and put it back together and go run again right 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 there's a reason that late model and modified drivers call them pushing and flips yeah
0: they kind of bounce i mean they 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 know how to roll they know how to fold uh but when you're talking about a 2500 pound car Um, that's definitely a lot more G-forces, a lot more toll on the body, of course, when, uh, when you go sailing in one of those, for sure. Um, so what's, what's the next, what's, where, where do we go from here, Brandon? What's going on at Chatham Speedway? When's the next, uh, Big Block Modified Cajun, uh, Series Tour race? Tell us a little bit about that before we go, let you go.
2: Um, it's this weekend, they have them, you know, for their their weekly point deal. Um, Brett Deo comes down in November for the twenty thousand at Chatham, and hell, I think the Spooky Fifty uh, every year at Chatham has been one of the biggest shows that Jerry Hobson's put on. Um, the owners before him have. Um, we're doing five thousand to win for the modifieds there for just the Cajun region. And uh, more so, just to kind of give people an incentive, you know, hey, get you a car, come run with them. You know, every now and then you'll have a chance to win five thousand, two thousand, twenty. I mean, uh, you know, and if if you ever got the wild hair and you say, hey, you know, fuck Louisiana, I'm going up north. You could just go and pack up your shit and you could hit the road and you know go race up north for a couple weeks, a month, rest of your life, whatever. You know, yeah, I want to see a northern guy come
0: down here and, uh, you know, get these guys better. I mean, that's I feel like that's what it's going to take. Either we've got to send somebody up there to race constantly, you know, for a couple of years or uh, bring somebody down here who says, hey, you know, I can make more money down in the south right now because, hey, you can, get,
2: you can probably live down here cheaper than you can up north. <laughs> Hell of a lot cheaper. Um, yeah, but, like, sure. Shane, Shane, Shane builds cars. He builds uh, express express race cars which are limited factory stock and street stock and uh, he's one of the top builders around and uh you know he i think he wins every five thousand to win limited modified race there is and so he's he's a bad son of a buck and putting him in the car you know i mean just kind of gives people an incentive to kind of get in it and say okay well shane abare got him one you know and he won right off the bat why can't we get him one and and that's why it takes somebody with a mindset like that to get into the class and, and say, oh, hell, I can do that, you know, even though they may not be able to, hey, give it a shot, you know. And it's really not an expensive class, but at the same time, whoever said racing was cheap was full of shit.
0: <laughs> uh, right. We didn't
2: think it because it was cheap. <laughs> Anybody yeah, that said racing
0: loves to spend money. If <laughs> they
2: tell you, they don't, they're, they're lying to you. I'm telling you what, I uh, best way to you know be a millionaire operation racing is to start with about three million. You'll you'll end up with a million real quick. <laughs> yeah, best way to be a millionaire to start
0: out as a billionaire because that's all you're gonna have left when you're done is a million.
1: <laughs> oh, you
2: know, like I say, everybody, you know, I did it for the love of the sport. Um, still do it, you know. I mean, obviously, we have an engine shop down here in Louisiana. Um, you know, run it with my dad and. Get to be home every day yeah we have have kaylee and she has a little three-month-old girl and so four months old and so it's it's nice you know what i mean i get to live my life now didn't know what it was like to live a normal life until may i'm i felt naked
0: <laughs> well you you <laughs> probably won't be this way for long and you're definitely uh, a little bit more calm this time uh than the last time we had you on so uh we got to get you uh, back right. up. Yeah, this this is Brandon Hightower, the promoter.
2: Yeah, well this is this is new me simply because I've been hurt twice in the last in the last year, you know what I mean? And uh yeah. died that one time. Now I'm damn near paralyzed, so I got to calm down. <laughs> it's, uh, I got you know, I got to have surgery and stuff in November. But the doctor told me it's you're never racing again. And uh so yeah, whatever. What did you tell him? I told him okay because I saw the, the MRI and X-rays, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm done." Oh, wow. I look like a I look like a 65 year old man took too much Viagra and swung his back out. <laughs> That's what my spine looks like, uh, like. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of work needs to be done on your back area. Oh yeah, neck and back, shoulder. I need a little bit of work everywhere. I ain't had a massage in a while either. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> so, all right, Brandon Tower, man. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, so, is the uh, big is that big
2: factory stock race going to happen again this year? Or, or, or is that? Uh... Or, I'm I'm kind of borderline about it. You know what I mean? Um, I'm looking right. at doing some other things. If I figure out what I want to do, I'm gonna post it. Um, I'm definitely gonna have the mods. Uh, I got the fifty thousand to win crate show coming up, crate Lake model show, um, September sixteenth, seventeenth, and eighteenth, I believe. The biggest show to ever happen in the south, uh, Jerry Hopson. Fifty thousand. crate Lake model. Fifty thousand to win. I mean, you
0: said that like it just
2: you know happens every week. No. Fifty thousand dollars. Like fifty thousand dollars to win it. We have right out a hundred cars entered already, uh, pre-entered. Ooh. We're going to open up. In- we're going to open up entries at the gate. You know, month before we're going to open up entries, and then uh, we're having entries at the gate as well. So it's looking like a hundred and thirty to a hundred fifty crate late models that are going to be there, and uh, it's three days of know. racing. Does anybody in this?
0: Uh, Mississippi region, do they know about it? The Shannon
2: Lees, the Jeremy Items of the world, do they
0: have they found out about so.
2: 50000 to win? I think they're already entered if, I'm, if I remember right. right. So, I mean, I I, well, so, uh, I had, I had Joseph Joyner, they're coming. Uh, you know, Hunt, the, Hunt front. the Front. Yep, they're coming. I mean, right now it's got some really good guys. Brandon Overton's entered for it. um okay. Bronson, so I might as well go ahead and write a check. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If he comes, Brandon. I know I'm writing it to him. Yeah, no doubt.
0: That boy is badass. He is. He uh he's definitely one of those hot hands. Um, so uh wow, fifty thousand dollars to win and that's gonna be at Chatham Speedway. Yep.
2: Wow. That'll be my wow. that'll be my September. Uh we got some five thousand to win races coming up, you know, for limited street stocks. I think factory soccer They're going to do a five. Probably going to do a five thousand win for them. Um, no fifteen thousand this year for them. You know, just uh, I got to get the hang of it first. That fifty thousand is going to wear me out. I'll be ready to sleep for about a month after that. No doubt, for but, sure, for sure. I've never heard of like a fifty thousand dollar Cray lake mile race. That is amazing. They have one in Virginia, at uh, Virginia Motor Speedway. Uh, they have Are one you, there. every What's that? Every what? Every year they have that race. Uh, it's Dirt Track World Championship, I think is what they call it.
0: Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, up in Charlotte, right, or or, or Virginia?
2: No, it, uh, it's in is it Charlotte Dirt Track? They have, they have uh, the regular deal. It's Charlotte Dirt Track, but they have the, it's some. I don't know what the heck they call it. World Dirt no. Track Championship or something, but I don't remember.
0: Okay. Yeah, is this Crate Racing USA uh,
2: rules, or is it, are they? Yeah, they, the these, rules, the motor, the guy who wins it, his motor will be sent off to a Crate Racing USA certified builder. Um, I'm not giving nobody money until I know that they're 100% legal. Because, uh, you know, 50 grand is a lot of money to give away to somebody that's illegal. And, oh, for uh, sure, for sure. But if I fought, we will catch them, you know what I mean? Um but I'm looking for looking forward to the whole thing, you know, a new venture in life, um, kind of a new start, you know, starting over. And so, uh, you know, well, good luck to you, good luck to you, and, and
0: on your new en- endeavor as well. Let us know how we can help share that fifty thousand dollar to win a late model race. When does registration close? For registration, you said they would be open,
2: uh, they would there would be open opportunity at the gate. Uh, to be an open opportunity at the gate. I mean, wow. They show up at the gate I right am- now. It's two, two hundred fifty dollars entry for early entry. It'll be three hundred dollars entry at the gate. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, simply just like Bristol did. You know they had a early entry fee, and then they also had the, the, uh, you know, show up entry fee. And okay. so uh, I don't feel like two hundred fifty dollars or three hundred dollars even is bad. You know, when you have a chance at winning fifty um, thousand right. dollars, I could do a lot of shit with fifty thousand dollars. Oh know? my god! I for probably, sure, I could probably break a couple more bones with fifty thousand dollars. I could buy a half <laughs> a late model. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> and that's, uh, I said
0: half. I didn't. I didn't say the whole
2: thing. I just ordered one for Shane. You know, because I'm just team owner, lousy ass team owner now. So I tell everybody. Um, oh my god! I just ordered. So I uh, got to make sure I keep pissing people off. You know, most (laughs) people have life goals, everybody happy. I have life goals of pissing everybody off. (laughs) Well, you've not pissed us off, and we're glad to
0: have you on the show here, and we'll be glad to uh, bring you back because we want to know, we want to set ourselves up to bring on the winner of this $50,000 to win a late model race. Uh, (laughs) That's the king of late – King of Crate Lake Models for damn sure, whoever you uh, crowned victorious in that event. But, uh, Brandon, it's been great having you all We went a little bit over, and uh, we got to get back to, uh, to our schedule here. So, uh, But uh, we appreciate you being on. Good luck. I hope you heal up. Uh, and uh, uh, some uh, great opportunities come with this uh, new endeavor that you have.
1: Yeah, thank you, I'm Brandon. Ready for and uh, ho- hopefully we'll get you back on later in the year. Pro- hopefully before the... The uh, great late model racer, even before the twenty thousand big block race.
2: Yeah, whatever works, that's fine. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Whichever one. Hey,
0: we, <laughs> we know how, we know where to find you. And we appreciate you being a, a, a big part of Race Chat Live, man. All
2: right, buddy. Well, I appreciate y'all and look forward to doing it again.
0: Right. Well, race fans, that was Brandon Hightower, promoter of Chatham Speedway. Uh, fifty thousand dollars to win crate late model race. I promise you, man. I have my ear to the dirt all the time, every day. All I do, and I didn't know anything about this fifty thousand dollars to win late model race. I am, I am completely mind blown that I knew nothing about this. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, I've been the one that's been like, you know, and everybody's like, hey, you need to, you need to know about this big block modified series and stuff. Uh, super, What I can't ever remember the name of it. I just know it's Cajun short, Series. It's
1: short the Short
0: Track Super, super Series. Series. It's such a tongue twister. Right, right, right. Short Track Super Series. Cajun Region, Big Block monster. I knew nothing about the $50,000 win Cray Lake Mall Race. Well, Taz, we're a little bit uh, overdue. It's on you, man. Let's uh, get some updates from up north. Why not Motorsports Park? We didn't race last weekend, and uh, so I don't have much to bring to the table. But go ahead. Give us uh, an update on the northeastern region, buddy. Oh.
1: All right. Well, I only got one highlight reel that's from last Friday at Rome Speedway because rain decided to kind of impact pretty much everywhere this past weekend. So one highlight reel, and then I'll promote the um, more entire group for this weekend that's coming up. So – We'll start off with the highlight reel at Unichrome Speedway with the big block modified, the Unichrome Speedway Friday night action. You have the 76 with Jermike Soul, Brian Gleason, the 3G, leaning him down for the 30-lap feature. Uncle modified race at Unichrome Speedway. Down the back straightaway, Jermike Sol leads by three-quarters of the car length. Here's Gleason to the inside in turn number three, looking for the lead to lead lap number one. Off turn number four, Jamike Stoll gets the run on the high side. Marshall Hurd makes a three wide hookup from third to second. And we move forward ahead. Here comes A.J. Slideways. Alan Johnson moving up to second now. As we get Jamike Stoll and Brian Gleason trying to make moves. Here's Stuart Friesen on the charge as well. The Iceman looking to get up to the front quick. Matt Shepard to the outside of Marshall Hurd. New leader as we come around turn to number one. Jessica Friesen trying to work her way through the field with David Schilling and Jamike Sol falling back a little bit, and they're racing down with Willie Decker, but here comes Rocky Warner. He had to start a little deep into the field this week around as he's trying to catch up to the faster cars than where he normally runs. And here comes Stuart Friesen to the outside, of Marshall Heard new second place car put Marshall Heard back to third. Off corner number four, and Stuart Friesen will run him down in turns one and two to catch Matt Shepard. And we have the restart after Caution being out. 17 laps to go. Shepard on the outside. Friesen on low. And Shepard trying to hold on to the outside. Throw Friesen for a curve ball. Down the back straightaway. Drag race. It's going to be Matt Shepard with the lead going to the turn number three. Stuart Friesen not giving up without a fight on the bottom through corner number four. Stuart Friesen. Has the lead right there over Matt Shepard. Shepard back to second as they work through turns one and two. Once again, they're going to drag Grace off corner number two. Shepard gets a better run this time. And Stuart Friesen breaks in the middle of turns three and four. That'll end his night as he parks it into the infield and bring, it, bring out the yellow here at Utica Speedway. Back to green. Here's the Franklin Flyer. Billy Decker now giving Shepard the challenge for the lead. He's got the lead going into turn number three, but Shepard fights hard on the outside. He'll go drift away up the top side. Off corner number four, give Billy Decker the lead back once again, and he'll lead that time. Still so side by side, Shepard gets the run off the corner. He gets by Billy Decker to lead the next lap. Outside, is Shepard, Decker down low, and Shepard getting the momentum on the outside. As Decker's still trying to run the bottom to hold off Shepard? As we run into turn three and four for the final time, Superman Matt Shepard looks around turn number four. He'll pick up the win at Unicorome Speedway. And with the more tired group, this coming Saturday at Dodge City Speedway will be round two of the Fast Forward Series. And it'll be... All winners of the classes, which is the Boer Tire Predator Carts of the Adults and Novice, 5 to 9 novice, 10 and older adults. Uh, and then the, well, we have the more modified. The Novice Class 12 lap feature, our current point leader for that class is Tiers of Rikoski, followed by J.L. Rokoski in second. Um, and then the adult Predators, it's Aaron it's young money, Aaron Rakowski with the point lead over James Carroll, Terry Carroll, Tanner Bean, who is the current uh, weekly point leader for the more entire group in the adult Predator class. Ava is in fifth, and promoter Luke Erkoski rounding out the tail of that field. And then the more modified heading into this one, the Steve current point leader, James Carroll, second John Proper, third Draven Farnham, fourth, and Larry Breckenridge is rounding out the field, looking at more parts uh, and mowers to add on to that for this weekend after a great race that we had a couple weeks ago. And news on the Ron Bachman Memorial Race, as we have a new date due to a couple of schedule issues that came up just recently. So our new date for the Ron Bachman Memorial Race is on is on October second. Um, more details will be coming out. We have sponsorship opportunities available in terms of first uh, sponsorship spots, which is second and third place for the more modified, fifth on back if anyone wants to do that. Heat race winners. Uh, same goes for the adult uh, predator carts. Second, third, and fourth on back heat race winners for that um we do have lap sponsorships available five dollars of five dollars a lap lap six through nine and 15 through 19 are available for the more modified laps five through 16 and 21 through 30 for the adult predator carts um if you want to promote your business organization event or etc we a have a spot for you for just about anything you think of victory lane national anthem singer start restart zone on the track um so far the sponsors have uh stepped up to the plate and thank you very much for those who have herrick racing Morton music entertainment karaoke tnt Designs, tnt motorsports network amanda fantastical sense the new your way cafe phoenix risen holsteins tg photography mcb property management and maintenance and bcr race products if you if you want to get a hold of any sponsorship opportunity or get to be a part of this special event uh you can get a hold of me i'll direct you to the guy you need to get to if i can't help you or answer any questions you may have uh contact lou perkovsky uh, area code five one eight four four one nine two five one or at Rokoski family racing at gmail dot com and that is all I have for the northeast region of things all right so uh we got a little bit of something from Hattiesburg bird
0: speedway this past weekend uh they were about the only race around here that was able to get in uh some races we have had just torrential rains over the last couple of weeks, and all they say we're supposed to dry out soon. But uh, they, on calendar, we have rained uh, every other day of the year. So, uh and Fletcher got to go to the, to Gary, Queens. That uh, meant that uh, Leslie Brown took home the win. TJ Platt, Platt, Pratt, maybe uh, finished second. Joseph Graham finished in the third spot. That's in the Pure Street feature finish. Over in the modified feature finish, Cameron Williams out of McWayne, Mississippi, picks up the, his very first career win in the 54 car. Cameron had been knocking on the door for sure up at Why Not Motorsports Park and down at Attisburg. He seals the deal, picks up his very first win. Congratulations. We love a first-time winner. Uh, Robert up in the K-9. He finished second and Heath Williams. Uh, Finishes in the third spot. Crates, unfortunately, only seven crates showed up. Ronnie Graham did not start, so only six raced the feature. Uh, Jeremy Item, the winner, I think this would be win number 11 for him, but you're only getting half points. So he could be a contender for the... Great racing USA late model championship, but nobody seems to want to race them. They're all too scared uh to, to show up and race somebody for a championship. So uh Pilgrim, Joey Pilgrim finished second, Chase Cooper uh finished third. We'll go ahead fourth was Sid Scarborough and Derek Smith was fifth. Jason Henry went down to race and that country pleased and buddy Holmes furnishing machine. Uh he finished in the sixth spot. On the street stock side, Land, Landon Jackson picked up the win in the 18. It's Alan McLemore in the 31. He finished the second. And Ricky Items in the KC-21 car uh, finished in that third spot. Of course, we've got racing this weekend at Not Motorsports Park, the House of is Weekly Racing Series. Racing, uh, this will be our last regular season race for our Modifieds and our late models and our sportsman class. Of course, we have the factory stock. And the street stock coming up in August for the Southern Street Stock Nationals, August 11th through the 14th, there has been a cap put on uh, for um, an entry at 144 cars. So as soon as that 144 car count uh, caps out, you will be put on a reserved list. So um, you get your entry in fast, I know that the numbers are getting up there pretty quickly. We're already at 121 entries in the street stock on the street stock side that was uh as of thursday night so i'm sure that that list has grown even further if you're planning on racing the southern street stock nationals guys you're not going to be able to wait for the last minute um and that's uh that's an amazing deal uh the southern street stock nationals presented by strength roofing and sighting it's the ninth annual make sure that you have made your plans to be there for uh, so the ninth annual Southern Street, South Nationals. Great Racing USA streaming services will be the way to watch it online. Uh, that's as much as I'll say about that. Um, so make sure that you are at the racetrack this weekend uh, for our regular weekly series race. And after that, it's going to be nothing but big races at the House of Hook. Uh, we, we hope to see you all uh, there. Sure. So. Taz, we don't have any cup racing for the next two weeks. Uh, We don't have any NASCAR racing, the Olympics, which looks like it's going to get canceled. Um, I guess good good news or bad news? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna end the show early here tonight. Uh, Kind of uh, tell me what other series takes two weeks off. Uh, I just uh, just not too sure about this. And and IndyCar, we didn't even talk about them. They're taking a, I think a five week delay between races. I, I'm just not too sure about that, Dad. Is this good or bad for races? Well, I know Indycar,
1: I stru- IndyCar is struggling at the moment from what I heard. I think, I don't know if it's the the T V broadcast partners or um they just ha they're lacking in sponsorship. I've heard that um they're struggling, but I don't know where they're struggling. But at the same time, from what I'm seeing, IndyCar and NBC set to announce multi-year extension. So I think the broadcast deal is fine. It's maybe they're lacking in the sponsorship side. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm hoping that they keep going for as long as they can. Okay. I, I really hope he deals
0: with the problem of conflict of interest right now, being that uh, Roger Pensky is the owner of the series, the owner of Indy, in the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and also a car owner as well. It just seems like you have too many, too many hands in the bucket. And, and Roger Pensky is a very smart man. Um, you know, I, I expect to, something to be done about that. I mean, I just don't see how. You you can continue being the owner of the series and participating in the series and the owner of the racetrack as well. So just too many many fans in the bucket. Uh, Formula One, my gosh, the British race, uh, the British GP. We've seen two stars battling, Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen. And uh, Max went to the hospital after a collision. Obviously, Lewis Hamilton did not give up. This. He raced too hard. And look, in NASCAR, we got Fenders, and Formula One is a totally different racing to guts You've got to understand, Formula One racing is not NASCAR. It's not Fender racing. It's not dirt track racing. It's a finesse race. And you have a guy who's an eight-time champion in Lewis Hamilton who nobody's told chill. You know, nobody's nobody's told him. Look, Lewis, you're you're time champion. You're now the older guy, of course. Michael Schumacher, another 8 time champion. He didn't really know when to let it go. Lewis is you're going to have to move him to get to that top spot. But Max Verstappen is definitely the guy that's going to do it. I did not agree with that with that maneuver that Lewis Hamilton did, and uh, Max Verstappen hit the wall at 51 g. 51 Gs. They could have killed the driver. Um, and then the display of unsportsmanlike conduct uh, after the race by Lewis Hamilton while a driver was in the hospital uh, just did not seem appropriate. So, um, hey, hopefully F1 will uh, continue to grow off of the off weeks from IndyCar and NASCAR. I don't believe that... Uh, that. Uh, the one's going to be taking any time off. They, they, I think, they race every other weekend anyway. So, but uh, yep. Yeah, so that's where we are. Uh, of course, there's an ARCA race this weekend, as Lee said. Uh, if you can catch that at Iowa, good to see that they're racing in Iowa. uh, but, uh, Tav, uh I think the next week we're just going to have uh, an interview, and then we're going to call it early next week. We're going to take the weekend following that off, and then it should be the Southern Street Stock Nationals week for us. Uh, for me. Um, and we'll try to bring on somebody from our, our local side. So oh, we still got a lot to to, to cover here, and, uh, it's you know, it's about that midpoint of the season. Of course, as we stated earlier, the chase is uh, winding down two more road courses and then Daytona. Then we're into the chase, so three races left before the chase. Uh, could we see another first-time winner? Could we see somebody uh, – close in on that last spot that seems to be open. Well, I thought Harvick, really, I thought he had the the ability to win this past weekend. It was good to see the Fords run up front. Not sure if that's because all the Toyotas wrecked. (laughs) We
1: actually uh, actually, actually have four races left before playoffs. We have uh, Watkins Glen, uh, Indy Road Course, and we go to Michigan for a mile and a half racing, and oh, Daytona ends, ends the regular season. Right. So once right. we once we get into Watkins Glen, get ready for four st- straight weeks of uh, making the playoffs. For only three spots left. Right. Still a chance
0: to not get to, to 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 have more winners than playoff spots. It'd be interesting to see that happen. So this is our. Well, we go to the fan question. Sorry, guys, I'm having uh, feedback in my ear and it's kind of affecting how I'm uh, talking here. So I do uh, ask for forgiveness as I continuously hear my voice right back into my ear. Normally I'm able to kind of plug up my ear and and, and get past it, but uh, I'm not sure why I've not been able to today. So the fan question, Chris, probably an easier question than last week, but in but on Pierrot, do the drivers get assigned a box, or do they get to choose for that race? For either, what is considered in making the selection? First come, first serve, when they arrive, or does it have to do with points? As always, thanks for the education, Rebecca. Uh, Miss Rebecca, so this is where, you know, uh, this is. there's a pre-corona answer, and then there's a during-corona answer. Uh, Tad,
1: you want to help on this one? I think it used to be... I might be wrong in this, but I think it used to be where um, qualifying, when that used to be a thing, kind of helped determine what pit stall you had. Usually the pole, usually whoever starts on pole gets the first pit stall, and by first pit stall, I believe it's the very last one on pit road um, when when you're, like, leaving pit road, per se, to get back onto the track and usually it comes down to like i said usually it comes down to qualifying where drivers want to put their pit stalls and stuff um but with corona everything's been random draw or random formula thing and i think that's how they do it now i don't even think in the races that they qualify that they have that uh sitter option now i think everything's just done by random draw I think, but I could be wrong.
0: Right. Well, Kyle Busch started on the pole, right, for the race for the New Hampshire race. He had pit stall number one. So I'm not sure. I, I, I think that they are allowed to pick the pit stall by drawing for qualifying. But uh, you are right. Normally during qualifying, so if you qualify first, you get uh, you get first selection. And we have a couple of racetracks as well, Paz that we want to remind our listeners: Talladega is pit road is before the checkered flag so it's one of the few racetracks where you have an entire pit road and then you have the checkered flag if you have a place like charlotte the you might have half a pit road that is before the checkered flag the other half uh on the other side of the flag so that that kind of dictates where you want to be at when you when you come down pit road typically on a racetrack where you have um uh the, A a racetrack where, you know, the flag stands directly down the middle of pit road, you're going to choose either the first box or the last box. Now, a place like Talladega, you're definitely going to always pick the first box, or um, you know, there's some places where it's based on the timing line. So once you take, once you get rid of the first selection, the first few that we know kind of give you an advantage, then it's based off of where those timing lines are, and what 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 your driver is accustomed to. So, you know, it's a really good question, and I'm, I am ready to have our old NASCAR back where we went out and we qualified, we practiced for a day, we qualified, and then we got and pit stalls. Those days are really, I, I'm really starting to miss those days. I, I kind of hope that we uh, bring that back with the next generation car and uh, we can have some of that excitement as well. Because it's always about pit strategy, pit strategy, pit strategy, and it's another game that the crew chiefs get to play. It's one of those that, that I think uh, we missed. Brad Keselowski, they said in the race that he was in a prime spot with the first pit stop because Kyle Busch was no longer in the race and he had the first pit stop. Uh, so that that's how I remember that. But uh, Brad Keselowski didn't win, so but he he did have a fast hot rod all weekend.
1: Yeah, I'm going to touch on New Hampshire, but why? Why in the world are you starting on a wet surface? Why would you even chance it? Was NASCAR like? Did they fall above their heads? Yeah, they
0: bombed it. They they bombed it twice now. I, I think that you know if we're going to start a, a, a race on a wet racetrack, they went up there and already practiced a a, a, a rain tire. Why they didn't have the rain tires there and ready to use, I'm really not sure. Of course, all NASCAR would have had to have done was delay the green flag by probably about 30 minutes. Uh, We went into a rain delay, of course. uh, Just, you know, it it really wasn't a very long rain delay. I think it took about 30, 45 minutes to get the track cleaned up. So, you know, I'm not really sure what the call is. I like the push, push, push. That's kind of where they've been for the last year and a half. Uh, But this time the, the strategy backfired.
1: Yeah, it really did. Miss um, Lee asking about pick points for our NASCAR picks. Well, we'll get that right here in about not even 10 seconds. <laughs> so we'll start with the truck series because the combined points matter more than anything, but individual series doesn't hurt for a little bragging, right? For a little bragging right combination, I guess. But with the truck series, um, Craig and I are tied at the tail end of the field with 174. Uh, Jason with 186 in third. Miss Lee second with 196. Chris with 214 in the lead in the trucks. Woo-hoo! Xfinity, Craig brings up the rear with 219. Miss Lee with 230 next in line. Jason, 242 in third. Chris second with 279, and I got 321 in the lead in Xfinity. Ooh. Cup. Uh, 254, Miss Lee, I'm ahead by five with 259. Then it's Jason with 264, Chris with 290, and Craig with 326, thanks to his wonderful Kyle Bush sweeping bonus that gave him the extra rocket. It's overall, overall uh, there's two dog going on, and Craig's playing monkey in the middle. So, uh, Miss Lee and Jason, fourth and fifth. Jason is 692 versus Miss Lee, 680. Uh, then at the top, it's Chris is 783, and I have second with 754. Chris, you and I, it's kind of like uh, a dog. Think of a dog leash. I reel you in, and when I get you reeled in, you pull away. So I actually gained points on you this year. The cup, the cup got me. Got you. Otherwise, I probably would have gained more. Right. So who did
0: I have finished uh, Joey Logano. Who, who, who worked himself from two laps down and finished fourth. How about that? How about them after?
1: That, that was nuts.
0: Yeah, he worked behind the ball all night long and still managed to finish fourth. Joey Logano is a hell of a wheelman. He proved it there. Uh, it was it by coincidence that Ford showed up this past weekend in New Hampshire?
1: I think they had to. They had no choice. I mean, you're down to the wire in the playoffs. What else are you going to do?
0: time to push it. It's time to push the, exactly. the great and see what you can get away with.
1: Oh, for correct guesses, by the way, for our picks, Mr. CJ is um, – only has one correct guess. Chris only has three. Miss Lee has five. I have seven. Craig has eight. But again, points is what's matter. But the correct guesses is kind of helping tiebreakers. Yeah, definitely. So uh, while, awesome. Craig are, while Craig and I, while Craig are getting the, we're racking up the correct guesses, we're we're trying to get the points, but. Like I said, Chris, you—I got you on like a dog leash. I really i yeah, know—let you go for a bit.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see it come down to the end, and you we're—we're—we're know, we're, we're getting there. We're—we're we're getting there. We're—we're we're not far away. Uh, it's going to be—it's uh, going to be a tight race. I actually am really afraid of the third and fourth place catching up. Uh, so we're going to have to separate ourselves from that group if we want to take this thing uh, between you and I down to a uh, Phoenix. Um. Thank you, race fans, for listening to the show here tonight. We are powered by the 110 Nation Sports page.com. You name it, the 110NationSports.com. You can find us on the website. Uh, take a listen Thursday to our new production, Southern Dirt Track Report presented by uh, 110 Nation. Make sure that you check out that show. Also, Mr. T.J. Sports said that he's going to be bringing back uh, his show soon, so we'll give you some updates and details of the 110 Nation Sports Show. Um, make sure that you check us out on iHeartRadio, our podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes. <laughs> and uh, share the show. If you have a process, make sure you share it. Let somebody else listen to us. We uh we appreciate all of our fans that listen to us. And uh our weekly question fan, uh Miss Rebecca, all that uh she brings to the show. Miss Lee, we thank you. Mr. Jason, uh good luck on your marriage, sir. As uh he ties the knot. Um Kaz, what else you got, man?
1: Well, with NASCAR being off. No reason why you can't go out and support your local trash.
0: Uh, that sounds good to me. All right, race fans. Well, that's going to do it here for Race Chat Live. Well, thank you again. We'll be back uh, next Thursday for a one-hour show, and then we will, we will be off the following week uh, as we get ready. I guess that would be the week of Watkins Glen. So um, we'll have to get in our picks next week for Watkins Glen following that off. So uh thank you guys for listening to the show and we'll be back next week. Uh have a great week and remember support your local track. Good night. night You wanna sign off? <laughs>